You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is part two of my chat with Rhea Carrigan, Tonya Todd, and Megan. So if you didn't tune in last week, make sure you go check that out because that was part one of our conversation. But part two, we speak about, you know, female representation is the general theme throughout the conversation. So we speak about that. We talk about uh, women in horror, sex scenes, certain words used to describe men and women. Uh, and then the conversation ends with a quite an interesting discussion on orgies that I inadvertently started. So it's, uh, you know, got some merit to it of intrigue and very interesting conversation. And then at the end, it's a lot of funny things as well. So it's a nice mix of conversation here. And obviously, if you enjoyed part one, and you're almost guaranteed to enjoy part two. It was it was a lot of fun being in this conversation. Now I won't waffle on here too much, but I will just say make sure you check out the show notes for links to Tonya's podcast, the 52 Love podcast, to Rhea's podcast that she's involved with, you know, Pop Gorillas and Indie Comic Spotlight and Seasons Greetings and her new show, Femon Film, which is obviously what this whole conversation was kind of being a prelude to. The episode of that has dropped today on the 24th of October 2021. That is on the feed of Comics and Motion. That's where you can find my Star Wars show as well as Indie Comic Spotlight, that sort of thing. I have included a link in the description, but please make sure you go check that out. Support Rhea in all her endeavours because she's an amazing individual and I'm sure she'll really really appreciate it then you can find both Tonya and Rhea on social media as well as you can find Megan on Instagram but um, aside from that guys not really much else to add here so I'll let the conversation continue on and then I will be back at the end to give some more information of what's coming up and I also wanted to add in here that I am going to be uploading the video version of this conversation onto my YouTube channel very shortly so the full unsplit conversation will be on YouTube and you get to see all of our lovely faces and if you aren't a subscriber on YouTube please go over there do me a massive solid go over to um, Genuine Chit Chat on YouTube because if I can get 100 subscribers then I can easily just change the YouTube link to youtube.com slash Genuine Chit Chat just for ease because you can't do that to get 100 subscribers and obviously almost all of you guys listen on the podcasting apps and things so the YouTube listenership is quite low which is fine but it'd be nice if I can have just everything say Genuine Chit Chat but aside from that guys thank you as always for listening I appreciate you all please review the show on the various different places like Good Pods and Podmatch and Apple Podcasts, etc. Share on social media, do all that usual thing, and um, I'll be back at the end to give you guys more information. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people, and I'm your host, Mike Burton. It is literally about if women started to gain the same sort of power that men have, what would happen? I don't necessarily agree with the ending of the book, which I won't spoil, but I feel like it's it's reach, it's doing a Tony, it's reaching, it's reaching a little bit. Um, but I think it's a, it's a really, really interesting look at gender and hierarchy and and switching that around. So that would be my recommendation. And would you say it was cool? I'll write it down, put it in the show notes. The Power by, I think it's, oh yeah, The Power by Naomi Alderman. I, I get people's names wrong all the time so that's why I had a quick look. that's fine it kind of makes me think of something that i think tonya turned me on to because of indie comic spotlight um which is it's a comic or a graphic novel called black and it's by kwanzaa and i may pronounce his surname incorrectly um osagiefo if apologies if i'm mispronouncing that but it's basically the plot is um if uh superpowers were a thing but if only black people got them and like how the world would react to it and it's it's very, very interesting read. It, it's really cool. I'd recommend buying it as well because the artwork is uh, incredible. <laughs> um, and I read that because of uh, Tony did a show with Tony on Indie Comic Spotlight about it. That that was really cool. And it's, a, it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm not spoiling it or anything, but like, you know, why people don't react great to it. 
And unfortunately, yeah. I think that the way... It doesn't just fix everything. No, and I think that if it happened, that is what would happen. I, th- I think that in a lot of ways, if tomorrow every person of color woke up with superpowers, immediately a lot of white people in power would be like, how do we stop this? How do we get rid of this? Yeah. Whereas if a lot of white people got power, then it'd be the boys. It'd be, how do we ca- how do we capitalize on this? If that's Unfortunately, I'm quite cynical about these things. So, yeah, but I recommend that. I think that's pretty fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. That's definitely what would happen. Yeah, it's all quite upsetting in a lot of those regards. And in the Nevers, they kind of have a situation where it appears that women get Ooh. powers. There are some men who get powers too, but it's like, it's not acknowledged that widely. It's It's kind of weird the way it's like, well... This guy has a power and this guy has a power, but nobody talks about the men with power and it's the women who are hunted. Yeah, absolutely. Because of their yeah. powers. Well, I was thinking about like, the, the witch trials, Salem witch trials. That was something that was mm-hmm. against women and for a lot of evidence has shown that what that probably was, was I think there was a type of wheat that got uh, like a bacterial fungus on that was hallucinogenic. So people would be, in like certain wet seasons, I think it was, they'd be eating this food that would be mildly hallucinogenic and then they would see crazy things and then blame women. Um, so, and, you know, kill women and stuff because, you know, YOLO, I suppose. Because YOLO, yeah, I, suppose. Know, I suppose. <laughs> oh, the privilege of being a white man and being able to say that. I know. It's great, isn't it? But, you know, that's, that's just been history, though, hasn't it? You know, like when kings couldn't have children or couldn't have boys it was always the woman's fault right what the fuck to do with us right it's to do with the men just... yeah the, the men the men deter the gender so yeah in my family it's been if you if you want to find out what likelihood it is your child's gender is going to be you look at the man's side of the uh the family tree and what percentage you know for every offspring what percentage of batches and air quotes are uh, male to female that's the kind of probability that's how you work it out so with henry the eighth who's killing all these people and doing all these awful things it was him. He was the problem. Unsurprisingly, in history. <laughs> Ugh, men. <laughs> Sorry. So let's talk about your show. What are some of the movies oh, that yeah. you Sorry. are planning to to discuss? <laughs> and what's the format going to be? We really got away from that, didn't we? Thank you for bringing us back. This is what I've been talking about, that you bring a level of professionalism and I just talk random shit, which is pretty much what I do in my life anyway. And I'm saying that before I did Indie Comic Spotlight with Tony and then before I did Mike's, so I was like, I'm just going to channel Tonya. I'm going to do it because she comes on <laughs> and she's so well-spoken and she's everything she says is thought out. And I said that to both Tony and Mike and then didn't follow any of those things, just carried on doing random chatting shit. So what... what well, I'm honoured to inspire you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um so, yeah, so obviously the first one I'm going to do, which hopefully I'm recording in a couple of weeks, is Josie and the Pussycats. Um, one of the things which has started to gain a lot of momentum recently, one of the films, is um, Diablo Cody's Jennifer's Body. So I don't know if you've all seen it, but horror fan, love women. Obviously, I was like, I am on board and seeing that film when it came out. And I remember it came out and I absolutely loved it. But I was basically told by everybody I wasn't allowed to like it. You're not allowed to like it because Megan Fox is hot. You're not allowed to like it because it's about her embracing being hot. You're not allowed to like it because of all of these sort of things. And I'm not ashamed to admit I was influenced by that. You know, I remember it coming out and absolutely loving it and going, this is amazing. It's really clever. It's really funny. It's clearly made for women and about women. And I'm not saying I had such clarity of thought when it came out, but, you know, they are the things that I can identify that I enjoyed about it. 
and then was told I wasn't like I didn't I wasn't allowed to like it so I didn't like it and you'll note that it dropped off everything you know it wasn't available uh, on any streaming services it wasn't available on back in the days when you had to rent DVDs from Netflix and uh, Letterbox I think it love was film. called oh, love film um, love film <laughs> yeah um, you know it got dropped from everything and then a good few years back it had a really tiny resurgence and I, and I watched it and I was like I remember why I love this film this film is so good it's so good. And even like, I haven't, I haven't watched it since it's like a good five years or so. And in the last couple of years, people have been talking more and more about it. Is it this is a film that perfectly encapsulates women being silenced in film like Diablo Cody went from like, you know, and oh my God, Diablo Cody, talent, absolutely talented writer, but everybody got obsessed, right? That she used to be a stripper. That's all people talked about. So she wrote Juno, fabulous film. And all the conversations around her was about how she used to be a stripper. Not that she's written this film, not that she's worked her ass off to get somewhere and is trying to talk about female voices. Juno, two fantastic female voices. Um, obviously, Juno, the main character, and then Jennifer Garner's character, who's the, the name of her character, I can't remember. You know, They are the centre of that film. They're, they are the two linchpins in that, in that film. But nobody talked about that, talked about how Diablo Cody used to be a stripper, Right. And then she goes on and does Jennifer's body. And that's, but you know, that was supposed to be the thing that that just got her everywhere, that just started getting her work. And instead it was like, oh no, we don't like it. We don't like it because Megan Fox, she's she's just a bit too pretty, isn't she? Oh, she knows she's pretty. Oh, it's all a bit too knowing. Well, what man writes a comedy film that's so fucking knowing? Like all of them, right? Especially when you start getting to like this sort of, Seth Rogen era but nobody said oh that's too knowing let's not do any more of the films they said oh here's some more fucking cash go and make all of them and that didn't happen to Diablo Cody it went you're you're getting too high you're getting too big for your boots you're not allowed to do this anymore and like in especially in feminist film circles that started to turn and people are starting to celebrate more films like that been talking about this for a long time I'm nearly out of breath um so that's one of the films I'm really excited to talk about um obviously we're going to do Greece too uh I've, I've been talking about Jennifer's body so much that all of the others have fallen out of my what head about, but what I'm oh, sorry no I was going to interrupt you then terribly so I was going to no, add some oh, more classic. I'm sorry I want to add more <laughs> you're just expressing interest Mike you're allowed to talk we want to include you in the conversation the whole thing is inclusion we want yes. everyone to be part of the conversation we are not trying to exclude anyone I'm trying to take a back seat exactly. though in, in the sense of I, you know I'm trying to be doesn't mean you can't ask a question I was going to ask about that uh, horror is quite an interesting one when it comes to women because because, you know, in a lot of horror films, you get, you know, and this is something Rhea, you and I spoke about, me and Megan always talk about, which is, you know, you see you see women's breasts in almost everything and you see penises almost never. And like, like even bums, like you don't see men's bums that much. Like you get, you slowly you see, the, you see the V, don't you? The like the, 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 the dick root, as the V. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, I've said this before, and like I don't, I don't want to see a load of penises. Like I don't want Flapping to see them. The I just want it to be fair. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't like, I don't want to see them all. I just want <laughs> to be equal because, like, it's guaranteed if there's a film that's like a certain age rating or above, you're you're gonna see boobs. Like, you're go- you're gonna see. It's horror or comedy, pretty much guaranteed. You're always gonna see boobs, and it's like I, I don't obviously. I'm not phased by seeing them i don't have a problem with seeing them but like it's always women that are uh it's a big deal if it happens it's like oh they do full frontal like they do that with women all the time yeah i mean if you think like 
it makes me think of oh, what film is it? It's uh, it's got oh, is her name Catherine Heigl? It's uh, knocked yeah, up. Knocked where up, yeah. there's like that whole thing where their literal job that they're doing is to find out the specific minutes and seconds of when boobs are on show isn't it oh yeah yeah because they're, they're making the website they're uh, making a website mi- specifically trying to find yeah that's seth rogan where there's boobs on tv yeah because it's going to be called flesh of the stars yeah and then mr skin's a real which website. just yeah. furthers to this yeah like- it's nudity <laughs> films but obviously they were all white uh, straight men yeah so they're all focusing on when the women are, are showing so yeah that is that's one of those things but i was saying with, with horror and um things i was thinking Horror is a weird one with women because the majority of the time, yeah, women are you know killed or represented poorly on film. But you've got these random little pockets where some of the most popular horror films are female-led, but it's not spoken about as much. For the two examples I'm thinking about is Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis because we've been watching them recently and I've never seen them before, but also the Alien movies. You know, Sigourney Weaver's incredible and she's one of the coolest characters in the history of mankind and it history of humankind <laughs> damn doing it micro questions um but like aliens are like some of the the coolest and most celebrated sci-fi slash horror films ever made she is obviously the director does a great job but she is like the face of it all and yet people still try and argue the fact of oh if you have a woman as a main person or the front person yeah the film won't sell and then you've got like but, but you've got these examples in history that show that's not the case How, who keeps having these arguments and it's when a film like i know tonya loves this movie captain marvel comes out people like to use a film that isn't generally that good but it's not bad because it's anything to do with women it's just not a great written film and then i go see right. that's that's female-led that's bad oh wonder woman 18 uh 1984 <laughs> that's a bad film there's two out of the three women films that have superheroes in of wonder woman that and uh, captain marvel two of them are bad that means the majority and it's like where no, they're not related in that sense. They're not re- the film isn't bad because a woman's involved. The film's bad because it was just bad. The woman being involved is irrelevant. But in horror, you've got Halloween and Aliens, which are female-led, and strong women as well. See, like, Aliens more so. But it, it's just a weird thing I only just thought of. Well, they feature strong women, but they're not female-led in the sense that the behind-the-scenes people are women. Hmm. I mean, still a, a male-driven crew... I, I wonder how many women were even on the staff that far back. Because if you read the credits, there are not a lot of female names in older movies. I think with Halloween, it was Deborah Hill was involved, along with John Carpenter. She was involved in to, to some amount um, from the top of my head from the first couple. And then I have no idea about Aliens. I know it was, uh, I know Alien was obviously Ridley Scott, and then Aliens was James Cameron. But I don't know about the other ones. I just don't think there's that many female writers in general. Like I'm, I'm currently listening to the Office Ladies podcast, which is obviously two. Well, there are. They're just not given the same opportunities. Well, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I'm listening to the Office Ladies podcast, and they made a comment about it. Um, I think obviously the Office is great, and I love the Office, but like I think they only had like two, two or three maximum female writers for the entire production. Mindy Kaling's one of them. Hmm. And then there's like maybe two others that they've mentioned so far, but they found a statistic and I can't remember what that stat is now. And it's probably slightly outdated because it is from like two years ago that I'm listening to it. But yeah, the percentage of actual female writers that are known for their writing is, is a very small minority. Yeah. There's not that many. Hmm. There's still a lot of men who stand by that idea which women can't be funny, which is just like, what? Uh, Lucille Ball much? (laughs) 
I've never seen anything with her in it, so I couldn't comment, if I'm being honest. But I've seen stand-up. I've seen Sarah Millican live, so feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. (laughs) And then in things like pop music, though, you've got women, but when they're primarily sexualized, they're then at the front. It's a really weird dynamic the 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 male-led media industry has where it's like they re- it's almost like they're refusing to acknowledge or accept the fact of how important women are yet they the way they use them is like a requirement but using them in the wrong way but it's like they're refusing to give them the respect they deserve but you're still constantly using them all the time and i think it's that kind of thing of where rather than utilizing and using strength it's like actually literally using like like a tool and i think that's probably the the problem with a lot of the the media and things in that regard that's because it's all through a male gaze, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. everything's through a male gaze. And that's especially apparent when you watch older movie. films. The amount of, like, Ooh. when you watch older films, especially comedy films, the amount of ass shots is unbelievable. Well, I, I thought when I'd seen, like, parodies of it, I was like, no, it can't be that bad. And then you watch, like, an 80s comedy movie, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. That is terrible. Yeah. And, and there's a way to do it. You know, women, much like men, can be sexual. And I'm okay with seeing people be sexual or sounding sexual well i'm not okay with the sound of kissing ever i think it's disgusting (laughs) um so that's not true um but it's how it's shot isn't it it's it's how that's presented like people inherently are going to be attracted to good looking people or whatever they consider are good looking and that's fine Um, and we we've touched on this before talking about it mike but it's about how it is shot and how it is presented so I don't really think there's any need for sex scenes ever, although I'm not going to be opposed to two hot people banging. Fine. <laughs> but, you know, sex scenes aren't that. They're about the woman. They're always about showing the woman's body. And when directors try not to do that, and even female directors fall foul of this because we see it all the time, the way it's shot still is focusing on the woman. But, you know, when we see women's pleasure in film and TV, it's always the same sort of pleasure. It's the same sort of way that we're shown. We're not really, we don't ever really see a proper insight into what women enjoy. It's always what men see as women enjoying. And that's a huge, huge issue because how are both women and men ever supposed to, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? What we see reflects, not always, but it reflects, it can reflect in real life. This is a problem with porn, right? So people think that's real. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's not. And that's a problem it's with not. romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what you get up to in your own time is up to you. I am yeah. fine with that. <laughs> you know, with romantic comedies, you know, people think that, you know, oh, you should fight or you should, you should have these feisty relationships and then have wild and crazy sex. It's like, that's not a good relationship. Or that, you know... You only know when you're in love when there's fireworks and shit like that. And it's just like, that's not healthy to represent. I'm not saying there can't be fantasy and and films and TV can't do these things. But when it's the same thing over and over and over again, that's when it's problematic. Because it starts normalizing it. Yes. Thanks. See, this is why you're good. Listen to how much crap I said. And then you just said like three words (laughs) and and summed it up. (laughs) Well, Rhea, you've got that website, I, I was going to flag it, that you mentioned briefly on the other show you were on, where it was like a word to describe a man in a certain way and a word to describe a woman in a certain way. Do you want to explain that? Because I want to put that 
in the show notes as well because I thought that was a cool idea. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Explain it better than me because that was a terrible explanation. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I, I may have something to add to that. <laughs> oh, do it. <laughs> well, let's so hear it first. <laughs> it's called Manslater. And basically, me and my other half, we met up one lunchtime at work. We sat in a prep. And I was talking about something at work and how, or like something I'd read in the paper or whatever, and how a woman had been described in a particular way. And I said, if it was a man, they would never be described as aggressive, for example. You know, he'd be... No, he'd be strong. Or- exactly. And so we started for fun, what a thrilling lunchtime, going through all the different words that are used, that are gendered, that shouldn't be gendered because they're just words. And Kevin was like, I am making a website for this and I'm purposefully making it so that, you know, it's blue for boys, pink for girls. And at the bottom, I'm going to say it's written, created by Kevin and his wife to be <gasps> subversive. Like, like I know, because, you know, because there are certain people who, who will think that, right? And obviously... Mm-hmm. And, the whole idea is mine. He's just happened to put it on the website. And so you can go through and we've gone through and put words together. That So, so it's exactly that, like aggressive and strong or a woman's emotional. Yeah, but a, a woman's emotional, but a man's, oh my God, I can't, you know. In touch with his feelings. In touch with his feelings. I think that's even one of them. Like, and it's, it's going through all of those words because everything, for some reason, has to be. Or even... Them feminist if a man is a feminist then oh he's so open-minded let's give him an award for being a feminist she's a feminist oh she's very negative then (laughs) (laughs) like and men babysit men don't look after their children they babysit them that fucking drives me mad that's unacceptable and and men men get a night off oh you're out you've got a night off like what the fuck is that i can't ah (laughs) See, the thing I was going to add, which may may or may not fit, is the phrase bitch and dog when applied to women is different when applied to men. And that it's always been bizarre to me, because if a guy is a dog, it means he's disloyal. If a girl's a dog, it means she's unattractive. Completely unfair to dogs, which are both adorable and loyal (laughs) to a fault. And then the phrase bitch, where if a woman is a bitch, she's harsh and cruel. And if a man is a bitch, he's wimpy. Yeah. Yeah. Great examples. Adding them. I also I'll get Kevin on that. I just find that that word anyway is just the, is some people's go. I got called a bitch today. I, ha- I haven't told you this. I got called a bitch today. I went for a run. There were two youths, two young youths on these like around Southampton at the moment. They've got like electric scooters, so like you can just it's a way to get people to use less um, cars. Oh, polluting cars. <laughs> travel. They were like mm-hmm. they were being assholes. They were like. Uh, they were uh, not cycling. They were scooting in the middle of the road and they deliberately obstructed this woman driving so that she couldn't get past. Like, and I glared at them as I'm running, like some sweaty, like mammoth, like, like glared at them. (laughs) And they were like, Oh, you bitch. And I was like, I literally haven't done anything. I was like, you have been assholes in this situation. All I have done is look at you. (laughs) I haven't done anything wrong in this scenario. I don't understand. But throwing around the word bitch is okay. I was like, I'll just, I'll just carry on running away from these, like probably what a 16 year old children. I was like, brilliant. Cool. Fantastic. (laughs) I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> it's just the go-to for some people, but I do find it weird. Again, there's just, it's just a line, isn't it? It's okay for one person. It's like when girls get called a slut. 
Right. We were talking about it today. Like if, because I can't even remember why we're talking or about it. When people today. use the phrase a male slut, why is it a male slut? Yeah. Like it's still a slut. It's a, we, we say man a whore. A slut is a slut. Yeah. We're like, oh, they're a man whore. They're a player. But if a girl sleeps around, they're, they're a slut. And it's just like, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> what what difference does it make? It's exactly the same it, thing. It doesn't. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's like when women say, I've got a girl crush. Well, how is that, <laughs> how is that different to having a crush on a man? Just because the woman that you're crushing on is a woman. Just because the person you're crushing on is a woman, it makes no sense. Yeah. Just a crush. You don't have to, you know, because if you say girl crush, it's cute, right? It's cute. It's like, it's a bit sexy. See, I take men. that to mean that they, they want people to know that, I'm not gay or anything, oh, but I find no. this person attractive. Like oh, it's that the, it is. And, and I say this knowing that there's someone who mentions male man crushes all the time on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically, yeah. You know, man crush It's Chris Hemsworth. It's not just Chris Hemsworth, but I took up Bradley Cooper today as well. Mm. Oh, what a man. <laughs> Speaks several languages, <laughs> plays instruments. He can cook, he can act, he can direct, he can, he sing. can sing, he can write music. He's gorgeous. He's a lovely man. His eyes, it's like staring into like a water pool of souls. It's beautiful. I love him. He's great. Now, A Star is Born mm. with him and Lady Gaga is a perfect example about how two different genders can share equal screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both their stories be impactful and meaningful and be fully fleshed out. That was a good film. I enjoyed that film. I'll talk about that today, actually. Yeah. Because I was talking about Bradley Cooper. So. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the like however many previous star is born there are we've got a couple because there's there's the newest one which is lady gaga the one before that was barbara streisand the one before that was judy garland is that right i think so. is it those three or they're four and there are i think there are four and there is one before yeah. that one yeah we've got the streisand i've only one. i've only seen the lady gaga one yeah we haven't yet delved into the streisand one no wand 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 one word <laughs> words from mike yeah it's it's a weird thing I was thinking as well about, um, and I know we're, we're getting nearer the end, so we will begin to wrap up. But there's one other <laughs> thing I wanted to touch on, um, which was, is the the song WAP, which I want to clarify, I think is not a very good song, okay, to clarify. I don't think it's the best song, but I'm not really into that sort of genre. But the amount of outrage there was from women saying wet ass pussy, and then you listen to literally the last four decades of male-led rap music. Oh, any Snoop Dogg and it's, song. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> bitch, and it, you know, words like bitch, and it's like using women horrendously derogatory, talking about their live dicks crew. and all that stuff. And it's just like, you get one song that I don't think is a great song. Where they so. said, it's ours, we'll own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, uh, Megan uh, the Stallion and... It's me. Uh, was it? It's, I oh, what's her name? I call out the cheap Nicki Minaj. Cardi oh, B. Uh, it's Cardi B. It's yeah. Cardi B. Yeah. So Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion is like you know they they're owning it. You know their videos. They are doing a lot of things in the videos to show off a lot of them, and that's their prerogative. That's fine to do. But they were getting so much shit, not because you know I th- I feel like they should have got shit because the song I think is quite bad, not because the contents of the song is talking about. You know, wet vaginas. It's just like your face. I said that specifically just to get that face. Hey, it's so. What about a moist vagina? Do you know that? You know, actually, (laughs) I'm I'm getting bad with the word moist. But realistically, the only time it should be used is when you're describing a cake. When you're describing a cake, that's the only acceptable time that you can use the word. What about if you're talking about a towelette? Yeah. Oh, okay. A moist towel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's acceptable as well. I'll allow that, Tonya. Well, I think it's like with cause <laughs> with, with the the wet ass pussy thing, and with like the, the amount of names. I don't know. Was this you when you were on a 
team exercise or something. Oh, <laughs> that was when I was... Were you like, yeah. wet ass pussy? No, no, maybe that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, so, uh, so when, when you... I don't know if this is in the States as well, but when you learn to be a teacher, you have to teach PSHE. And so PSHE stands for personal, social, health and education or something, something to that extent. Yeah. So I, I had to teach PSHE in my first year of being a fully fledged teacher. So I had to teach like year seven. So 11 year olds, 12 year olds about puberty and like, and drugs and all of that stuff. But we just call it sex education. Yeah. So it is essentially sex ed, but like, it's not because I did, I didn't have to teach them sex education. It's more to do with like, it's just a well, it's just life general stuff. But, um, one of the things that they made us do in one of the training sessions is, um, basically all of the women in the room had to give as many names as possible for a penis and all of the men in the room had to give as many names as possible for a vagina so like we had the girls literally being like penis willy cock like yelling out all of these names (laughs) and then the guys were all yelling out the same for for vaginas and it was like a way to see like how many terms that we come up with and how many would be classed as derogatory. And it's also kind of a way to get the silliness out of the way when you do eventually have to teach children that if you eventually do. Like I've never had to do that because I was working with like 11 and 12 year olds. So I wasn't expecting them to be yelling like <sighs> clunge across the classroom. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but it is an interesting activity because some of the terms that both boys and girls were coming up with were foul. Like there was, I, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say see you next Tuesday, but like not on a podcast. But there, there was one of my people on the training course with me. Was like, should I say it? <laughs> he was like, is that okay? Should I, should I yell that? And I was like, I mean, to be fair, like they did say any word, and he was like. <laughs> just yelled out <laughs> see you next tuesday and the, the person taking the course was like i mean yes <laughs> just like carrying on writing. it's, it's just like, yeah it's a swear words isn't it because like the the word of how americans americans say it wrong but the word twat and americans say twat which is it's got an a in it what are you playing at but that's te- that's meant to be a vagina a twat yeah. and it's like what what planet is that whereas like, all the so obviously the worst swear word in the world seemingly is the c word and that is a woman's vagina, like a horrible word for it. I don't know anyone who's ever called their nether regions that. But then men, I, like a, the thing for a man is like a, a penis or a dick. Like dick is so standard. I know it's you know short for Richard somehow. But like most words for men's penises are just that kind of low level swear word-ish. Whereas it's like for the women's swear, women's names, they seem to be worse. Like if you're if you're on the radio and I said dick, Probably won't get into too much trouble. If I said minge or clunge, I'd get into loads of trouble. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's a weird. Once again, it's like these strange taboos that we put on things. Not we as yeah, us. That's it, isn't it? Because because women bod- women's bodies are taboo, and we our bodies are commodities, aren't they? You know, so that's what it is. It's just that like you've just summed it up. That's it. It's they're ne- the, our bodies have never been allowed to be our own, and so. That's why it's taboo, and that's why these bad words can come out, or what are supposed to be the worst swear words. 
I don't mind the C word. I'm not going to say it out of respect. For no, nothing. I don't have a problem with it. You used I'm, to hate it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it out loud solely, solely in the case of if anyone I happen to work with or students that happen to That's find it. That's quite sensible. <laughs> I should think more about the things that I say. Americans get more triggered by it. If, if you have an Australian, I've had Australians on the podcast and it's like, they don't mind saying it at all. Uh, they say it all every, the time. Every Australian that I've ever met uses that word as if it's just a general part of their vocabulary. We, in England, we use it quite a lot. But in America, it's like... You can't say that anywhere on TV or anything. Like, you just don't hear it. Heard it on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, but that's... I think that's kind of the fringe, isn't it, though? That's... They, they, they are like... yeah, Loki got away with calling Black Widow a muling quim. Ooh. Oh, I'll tell you what we watched. Um, I won't spoil... But it did sound so elegant on its time, didn't it? <laughs> I, won't, I won't spoil um, anything about the last episode of What If, in case you two haven't seen it. But I won't spoil it anyway. I have not yet. But there's one person that says bollocks in it. Oh, and I've yeah. never heard bollocks in like a, it's such an English term. And it was so amazing when they said it. I was like, oh, bollocks. Yeah. Never hear that on TV. I've got the in between us. It's not a phrase you hear that often. No, it's quite I nice. just want to share that because it just made me so happy hearing bollocks <laughs> on a Marvel show. Bollocks is great. It's so great. It is, it is a good one. I heard it last night. Or no, two nights ago. Watching Rome. Oh, that's a great show. Never seen it. Rome's a really And I had a show. moment where I was like, they're supposed to be Italian. <laughs> you know? I think nobody in that show is Italian. Right. As a, as a half Italian, I can guarantee that I've never heard an Italian go like, bollocks. Like, well, they never say mum. Yeah, it, it pulled me out of the show because, yeah, everyone here has a British accent. I'm okay with that. But that word just felt very British to me and I was totally pulled out for a moment. That's not what you Italians saying, mamma mia, all the time, isn't it? Yeah, mamma mia is not a phrase that I've heard Italians use, really. I, don't know. I love the pizza. That's what you that's, that's all they say. That's that's all we as Italians say. And I speak for the entire nation of Italy, even though yeah. I'm not fully uh, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> female Italians, come on, not not all. Northern female, because you're, you're the mountain female, folk. I am the mountain folk. The mountain folk. Hey, her, it's like her dad is like one of the. Probably, I, I find it funny that her my dad's family, like the pastiest Italian, yeah, like the whitest Italian you could ever meet. It's like it's just because you're from the north, from the mountains, where there's no. From Sun. From the north. King of the north. <laughs> King of the north. Anyway, sorry, getting <laughs> sidetracked by things. Uh, another show that had plenty of male and female nudity. <laughs> Lots of penises in that show. I did get, ex- not excited, but like I was always like, yeah, Willie, when when there was one. Flapping about. Just. <laughs> I shout it out when I see yeah, one. Same. <laughs> I I go, yeah, same. Or t- tushy time as well. When fail. you see a man's bum. Yeah, when I see a tush. Got to see Hugh Jackman's tush a few times over the X Men movies. And you got to see Hugh McGregor's penis because I showed you train spotting. Yeah, he loves getting his penis yeah. out. So, a lot of fun. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Thank you. There's some penises. <laughs> More than one. Um, all right, well, we will start to wrap up here then, um, because otherwise we'll get into another massive conversation like me and Rhea did last time about cupping Jeff Goldblum's bum or things like that, <laughs> which is fine because Jeff Goldblum. I still maintain he'd like it. Probably. You know, I would. I don't think I'd ever want to be in an orgy, but if I did and Jeff Goldblum was there, I think I'd feel more at ease. I don't know why. I just think you're more at ease. Yeah, just he, I think you make an orgy seem a lot more careful and safe and like calm, a bit less chaotic. You don't want a chaotic. I don't maybe safe. I don't. I don't associate safety with him, but calm, yes. Yeah, but ca- like safety is like the illu- is a really an illusion in a lot of ways, isn't it? If if you think that you're safe, you feel like you're safe when reality is you're probably not. But if you've got a calming person telling you things, like when you're on an airplane and they're like, "Don't worry." 
everything's okay. We're talking in a calming way. You feel safe. Even though you're in a metal tube in the sky and you're going a thousand miles an hour. It's like, no, if, if you have the illusion of safety, I'm not scared of airplanes or anything, but I think that his demeanor would make me feel more okay with the fact that I found myself in an orgy, which is not so I'd ever want to be, but if it meant me and Jeff Goldblum, I guess. <laughs> sign, sign me up. <laughs> I think I'm just confused. Are you all right? Are the rest of us here? Are we like I think I'm just confusing Jeff Goldblum with his character in Thor Ragnarok somewhat. The grandmaster. <laughs> You've just gone off a tangent, mate. I just want to talk about Jeff Goldblum again. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we should just have a separate one, just you and me talking. About there is a problem because I understand. I think he would, he would really take the effort to make sure you're comfortable in the situation. Yeah, he'd, he'd finish and then walk around, and be like, "You guys okay? Do you need water? No. Uh, you guys want more grapes over there? Oh, oh, you guys are running out of chocolate. You, don't, you don't want grapes in an orgy. I don't want grapes ever. That's just dangerous. I don't want grapes ever. <laughs> Grapes are awful, to be honest with you. What are you on about? Say more. What? Grapes suck. That's, they make wine, which I also hate. So it's like... You're just thinking of like gods being fed by women. That's what you're thinking of, is the grapes I just think being of orgy. fed to people. I've never, clearly, guys, any listeners and watches it, I've never been in an orgy. I don't know what people do at them, apart from clearly have sex in groups. I've All I've seen in an orgy is probably The Witcher, and I think there are grapes in that. So that's what I'm getting it from. I don't know. When Yennefer does the whole <laughs> magic and makes everyone an orgy. Yeah, I know the scene I, that you're referring to. There's I, grapes I don't in that, fucking I think. remember whether there were grapes in it. I just. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, but oh, if oh, there's. Oh, an, I'm sorry, but if there's an orgy going like on. Who's screen, looking at the fruit right, in the right, room? Right, exactly. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see all these parts moving and squirming around. Sweaty bodies. It's not like I'm watching this TV, or I'm not watching this series or TV program, and then this massive sex scene comes on. And I'm like, do you know what, Mike? Do you know what you can see in the background? Ah, oh, oh, mate, they've got a Victoria sponge cake in the back. I mean, that's what we see. Here. No one wants a cake at all. What's wrong with you? Not savages. I think you don't want to bloat yourself out. I think I want to clarify. I think orgies associated with Rome and Rome is associated oh. with grapes. That's what I think because, like, film shows like Plebs. Yeah, I yeah. think there's an orgy in Plebs as well. So. Oh my god, should we? <laughs> I don't talk about orgies very often. Well, I... you've said it so many times that it doesn't sound not... like a real word anymore. We're on podcast 140-something. I've said orgy enough times now to last the last 139 episodes uh... and for the next 140. So, Who do you plan to invite to your first orgy, Mike? Tonya wants an invite. <laughs> Sorted. So, obviously, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Tonya, Tony. Uh, <laughs> Lee would have to come uh, as his Chris wife. Hemsworth. He wouldn't come. But Jeff Goldblum would. Yes, he would orchestrate the orgy. Of course he would come. The whole, the whole point is for everyone to come. There you go. <laughs> it's an orgy. They're the best kind of orgies, I would assume. Who knows? But no, I have no... What a mutually satisfying orgy. I don't know. I've never divulged. I've, I'm only one man, okay? I think if I was in a room with any more than one person I was trying to focus my pleasure on, I would be atrocious or worse. Oh. My effort levels would go from okay to horrendously disappointing. So, don't want to be involved in that. Well, what a turn of a conversation. That's what happens if you leave me talking. You were like, this, <laughs> no is, this, is, this is what happened. You were like, right, we're going to wrap it up before we go off into another conversation. So, orgies. <laughs> I just, I can't help it. What did you do, Mike? What did you do? People don't You derailed get... the conversation. He wasn't allowed to talk the whole time, and now he's just, orgies. <laughs> <laughs> My brain, I've always got like five things going on all at once at the same time, and one of those oh, things like was an orgy. Like an orgy, My, yeah. like an orgy in your brain. I thought of Jeff Goldblum and then my mind went orgies straight up you can't blame Jeff yeah come on I tell you why because the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok mentions orgies because when they're on the ship the pleasure ship yeah yeah, yeah, and there's the button that sets off the fireworks that's when he's orgies so I'm, I'm connecting real things together 
I'm not crazy. Real things. Well, yeah, I don't also, know that it absolves you of being crazy. Yeah. And also, that's not fair to people who have orgies saying they're crazy. That's just right. I'm not saying everyone who has and orgies is crazy. That's what it sounded like. That's not what I said. And also, you're still talking about orgies. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get back to where can we see or hear your show, Rhea? And what, when is it going to happen? <laughs> um. I am going to derail slightly about orgies. <laughs> <laughs> now there has to be a female-led orgy film that you talk to Mike about on your show. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that is happening. So I did once accidentally walk into an orgy. On So I went to Sweden to visit my friend who lived in Sweden. And you get a fer- you can get a ferry that goes from Sweden up towards like Finland and it stops Little Island. And basically they all get on the ferry and all get absolutely pissed up and shag each other because alcohol is really expensive, but it's cheaper on the boats. So they all go on there and there's like discos and ballroom dancing, which is weird. <laughs> What's um, and and I was walking back to our cabin and I walked into the wrong one and opened a door and there was just a bunch of Scandinavians just shagging. Just all over this cabin. Like, what did you do? Just walk out backwards? Like I did. I, I genuinely, it was like a comedy sketch. I just slowly walked back. Was, was it all one gender or was it mixed? No, just mixed. And it's like, because the cabin's pretty small and there were loads of them, like absolutely loads, just all jammed in there, just right going at it. And I it genuinely was just like, okay, just close the door and walked off and managed to find my cabin. Can so, never unsee that, right? You cannot unsee that. Doesn't matter how many years later. <laughs> so I'm trying to undo my zip, but not for anything. I'm trying to do it silently, but I can't get off. <laughs> He's all hot talking about orgies. I mean, I'm sweating. <laughs> I am legitimately sweating, but it's because I can't undo my hoodie. I was trying to do it at the start of the podcast. I don't need you to help me. I'll right, struggle. Once you do that, I'm going to talk about femme on film, femme ou film. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's going to be on the Comics in Motion network on their feed. Um, hopefully the first one's going to come out towards the end of October and beginning of November, depending on how much I get my admin together, which I'm not great at. Um, and the first film we're going to cover is going to be me and Tony Farina and it's going to be Josie and the Pussycats. And if you know Tony, you know that he loves Josie and the Pussycats and he will force you all to listen to the soundtrack, which he thinks is one of the greatest soundtracks <laughs> Uh, Tonya, <laughs> sorry, I'm still trying to do my hoodie. That sounds amazing, Ria. Awesome. Uh, Tonya, do you want to introduce yourself first and then you can say goodbye to everyone because I robbed you of that at the start. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Todd. <laughs> In case you didn't catch that earlier, I am an author, actress. I'm also a screenwriter and I'm the host of the 52 Love podcast. And I am a fan of film which I think we've covered also around the bout during this whole conversation. Yeah, that's the problem with me and Rhea. It's like, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got Megan and Tonya who are very good at getting the conversation back on track. Like in Comics Emotion, that was just the joke that if anyone goes off on one, they go, we need to have Megan here to get you back on. Because we're me and Chris. I'm a mediator. Yeah, I think it's what we We like to crack the whip. Yeah. Oh, uh, inside and outside of the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what day of the week the orgy's on. You know, the early week orgies, there's no whip cracking, but towards the end, that's when it comes out. Um, but anyway, 
so yeah, me and Rhea talking on any podcast, we'll just derail anything. So we just kind of multiply it, which makes it worse. Um, I've almost got my hoodie <laughs> undone, which is good. Um, <laughs> so we've got Tonya's confirmed where we can find her. I'll put links in the show notes and stuff. <laughs> Megan, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Instagram. <laughs> if you um, type in your name you won't come up so it doesn't work yeah it's it's grits gets fit if you want to follow my health and fitness journey basically all you'll see is pictures of food and and a, a various sweaty photos of me post gym and me and sometimes mine. and sometimes a picture of our tortoise there's more photos of me on your instagram than there are on my instagram yeah because i just don't do them it's just a basic view into my life because you take pictures of comics and she takes pictures of you who is a comic <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not funny. You're being creepy in the corner. That one was funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one, the one funny. in the background. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I find out Megan's taking photos, I like to try and get in at the last one. I like to photobomb, but in unique and fun ways. He looks like a weird little, like, possum. You know, like a like a little possum creeping so like in the background. furry and greasy and gross. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Not in general. Just that one picture. You were kind of on the creepy A little side. creeper. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be. And the fact to that you wanted to say, I'm wearing pants, like that didn't take away from the creep factor. <laughs> I had to, that was your comment. Yeah, I mean, I had to specify that he was wearing underwear because he did look completely naked. <laughs> Megan does have a tendency of taking videos and photos of me while naked. So, I, and this is a gender flip. Like, I don't take photos of her when she's in the nude, but she does it of me all the time. She's like recordings of me changing. I had to get to delete that, off her that phone. Makes, that makes it sound weird, and it, it sounds it's weird. It's not sexual. As, it's just no. annoying as hell. Basically, all I do is I record Mike when he's not watching because it's funny. So I get weird things that he does, and it makes me laugh. So sometimes when I'm feeling sad, I'll just go through my previous videos that I've taken, and Mike will do something silly. Like, there was one a few months ago. I literally was just videoing my face, and Mike was in the background, and he l- ripped one out. He just did a massive fart and it was genuinely Ooh. the biggest fart I've ever heard him do. <laughs> and I got it on film and it was that's so true. funny. Yeah. So that's why I do it. And you're the farty one in the relationship as well. <laughs> Don't lie. When it started, in, when we started the relationship, uh, I, I hated farts. Whatever, Mike, I fart. Like, unless, uh, I, can't I hated farts. Uh, uh, Megan yeah. loves farts. She thinks it's hilarious. That is so unfair. I'm sorry. How I'm such a rubbish girl. Ugh. Because farts there are not funny under any circumstance. I was like that when we started dating, and then she really. Oh my! No, no, he needs to get a grip, doesn't he? Right, this is farts are hilarious. Now, now it is because I've had Megan doing them all the time and things. I'm going buckle, and it's like what? And I look at her, then just hit. There's that sort of thing. So, inside another relationship, me photobombing and Megan farting. That's Brilliant. It. Yeah, holler. Um, cool. So, um, and you can also find Megan because she didn't plug um, the main show that she's on, which is insulting to me. Oh yeah, Patreon. Yeah, I'm so I'm so special that to listen to me more, you have to pay for it. Yeah, that's it. Love it. You should be. Paid it's worth for it. <laughs> yeah, Tonya's Tonya's a Patreon, so uh, she knows. Was it Patreon? I always get confused if you're a Patreon or you're a patron of Patreon. Well, a patron of Patreon yeah. of your Patreon account. Yeah. Yeah, so give us money, please. Um, <laughs> one pound, one pound a month, and you get access to hours and hours of additional content, including of lovely Megan. We go on road trips together and record with our phones. Well, whoever's not driving, um, ramble on nonsense, and then we talk about film and often get sidetracked about everything else. Got a couple of fun ones coming up as well. So um, yeah, give us money, please. Um, it helps me cover the cost of podcasting. I'm almost there, almost breaking even. Um, and yeah, so obviously you're listening to my show now, Genuine Chit Chat. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can check out my Star Wars videos as well. Holla. Um, and 
things and stuff uh in the description the show notes there'll be links to everyone's stuff uh, as well as all of the things i've been involved with recently and soon megan her first time on another podcast will be out i flew solo she did on the uh like to like things podcast shout out to um elise and chris brayton who are both amazing individuals so megan's getting her own little podcasting career she's doing it she's everyone likes her more than me anyway so in a few years time she's gonna have her own podcast and kick me off this i highly doubt that <laughs> <laughs> awesome so awesome well thank you again uh ria and tonya for both coming on the show when the when uh fem on slash oo film has got a name decided and actually is out yeah, I'll, I'll get my shit together. yeah i'll try and put a link to the show notes in that as well but um thank you thank you both for coming on it has been delightful epic chair creek thanks for having me Thanks for having me. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Make sure you follow Ria and Tonya on any social media platforms that you can. And make sure you subscribe to both Comics and Motion so you get kept up to date with Femme on Film and the other stuff that Ria's involved with, but also the 52 Love podcast because it is excellent. And also, as I said in the intro, please go over to Genuine Chit Chat's YouTube channel. Trying to push the subscribers up to 100 and then I get to change the channel link to say slash Genuine Chit Chat just for ease. Uh, I know a lot of you guys listen. Obviously, right now you're listening on the podcast apps and I know the amount of people listen so if all of you just have a youtube account and went over to the link and just press subscribe even if you aren't actually that phased by being a subscriber then it would really really help me out so please do that I also said that Femon Film's first episode is now up. So I haven't listened to it as of yet because it came out literally today. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be delightful and I can't wait to listen to it. It's in my queue for next week. But I've included a link to that in the description. So, so make sure you check that out and support Ria. Plus, there will be a video version of this uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you want to see all of our lovely faces, you can go over there, subscribe to the channel and get to see that as well. So it's a lot of fun. But anyway, what else have we got coming up then, guys? Well, I've got two conversations recorded at the moment. Uh, I've got one with Kim of the Hush podcast. We spoke about sex and positivity and some of the sort of stigmas that come along with those sort of things. So that's probably going to be the episode I release next week. And then the week after that, I've got an episode to be released with Paolo Villanelli. Now, he is an artist for Marvel at the moment. He's done work for IDW and DC and a few other places as well. But currently, he is an artist for Marvel. So he does the penciling and the ink work for the current Bounty Hunter series, which is actually what I'm tackling at the moment on Styles Comics and Canon. He's also done some stuff for Vader Dark Visions. He did the artwork for Lando Double or Nothing, the miniseries. So if any of you are fans of either artistry or Star Wars or both, please make sure you subscribe if you're not already, and then you get to see that conversation. I will be uploading a video version of that to YouTube as well, so in a few weeks' time you'll be able to see that. I think I'm uploading a video version of the conversation with Kim as well, and both of those are just like hour-long conversations. It's not going to be split into two parts. So even more of reason to go subscribe on youtube if you want to see some of my guests faces a bit more but um yeah very excited to speak with kim she was excellent and very excited to speak with paola villanelli as well and um, i've got some more cool conversations on the way as well for some people i've got a couple of returning guests before the end of this year i've got a couple of newbies and uh yeah it's a lot of cool things going on i'm very very busy this month with both guesting on podcasts and all kinds of other stuff and uh, speaking of that i actually appeared on the beer nuts Productions podcast very recently um so obviously golf has been on this show i think four times maybe five uh he's the blind australian filmmaker who makes comedy movies and things and I have him on you know once a year or so sometimes a bit more than that and uh, he started a podcast about a year or so ago and he had me on there it's only about 20 ish minute conversation but it was a lot of fun so if you want to hear kind of roles reversed and you want to hear golf interviewing me that would be a lot of fun and obviously it supports his show so i've included a link to that in the description as well please listen to that and then also share on social media reach out to beer nuts on social media and tell them how much fun you had listening to me on there because i know it 
would mean a huge amount to Goff and mean a lot to me as well, so I would really appreciate that. In addition, I was on another episode of Star Wars Timeline recently, so I was on there speaking about The Force Awakens. We've also recently recorded an episode about The Last Jedi, and a couple weeks we're going to be recording one on The Rise of Skywalker as well. So if you're not subscribed to Star Wars Timeline on YouTube, then go into the description, you'll find the link to his channel, and you will not be disappointed, it is a lot of fun over there. Aside from that, guys, the only other thing to mention is my Patreon, patreon.com slash genuinechitchat. If you give as little as £1 a month, you get access to a special audio feed. It's just a link that you can put into one of the podcast players of your choice, and you get access to several hours of additional content every month. Me and Megan do afterthoughts, so we talk about movies and TV series and stuff that we've watched, spoiler-free stuff for things that are in the cinema that are brand new, and we've done recently some stuff on Halloween, some horror films and things. We recently watched Free Guys, so I imagine we'll be doing a podcast on that as well soon. We did one on Don't Breathe. Halloween 1 to 3, Narcos, Schitt's Creek, all these things. And when we do series, we do those spoiler-free as well to try and convince you guys to watch some of them. But we talk about them in a way that if you've seen them, then you know you know what we're sort of talking about and stuff. They're not too long either. They're you know generally between 10 and 20 minutes. Some of them exceed that. We've also done uh, pretty much all the Star Wars films. I think we've got one or two more of those to record. Uh, and then we're planning on doing the Harry Potter film soon as well because we're watching Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in the cinema uh, in, a, in a week's time. We're also going to go see Venom 2. We're going to go see Last Night in Soho. We're going to see June at some point as well. So there's lots of new films that we're going to be seeing and hopefully we'll be doing some afterthoughts on there. And also, as with this conversation with Tonya and Rhea and Megan, when I do episodes that are split into two parts, you know, part one and part two, when part one drops on this main feed, the full unsplit conversation, both part one and part two, gets dropped on the Patreon feed. So if you want early access to a lot of these conversations to get split in two, there's certain things I upload on there a little bit early as well. And also you want access to mine and Megan's exclusive afterthought shows. And we also do that when we go on road trips and go on holidays and stuff we record some things for that so if you want just loads of bonus content and you want to support the show and you've got you know one pound a month to spare then you know please consider checking out the patreon it means the absolute world to me we've got another couple of subscribers on there recently so you guys are listening to me and i love it so much it really really means a lot to me but if anyone else is willing to go on there then you know more the merrier it's always delightful when i have that little notification that more of you guys are tuning into the patreon because it, it means the absolute world to me and it keeps the gears running but yeah, guys, not much else to add here aside from saying, you know, follow me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. I post, you know, snippets for new episodes. I post photos of the comics. I post random other stuff. Like when we're watching movies, I often make a little post about there or post it on my story. And occasionally I put tours videos on my story as well. So lots of fun things, a little insight into my life. Uh, and if you aren't willing to support the show on Patreon financially, that's completely understandable. I know not everyone can afford it and things. That's 100% okay. But what you can do is you can either share share my show on social media, share with your friends or review. If you're listening on Good Pods or you're listening on Apple Podcasts or you're listening on Podmatch, any of those sort of places that allow you to review, if you could review the podcast, it really, really means a lot. And obviously sharing the podcast with people you know and talking to people about it, it just spreads by word of mouth and things. It just makes the podcast grow. And then as it grows, I get to have more and more exciting guests and bigger and bigger guests. And it just kind of, it's a nice positive feedback loop. The bigger it gets, the more time I invest into it and the more cool guests I get. And it just goes on and on and on on until everyone in the entire world tunes into genuine chit chat because that's the goal world domination anyway guys thank you as always for listening especially all the way to the end here where i ramble like a madman i appreciate each and every one of you listening especially all the way to the end please give all your love to ria to tonya and to megan on social media where you can and i'll be back next week talking to you guys about kim from the hush podcast you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast.
Mike Burton.